Maybe the most thrilling point of Super Bowl 58 came from Mitch Holthus when he said, touchdown, Kansas City. How did they get there, and why was MVS so wide open today? On Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets just for winning a $5 bet anywhere they like. That's $150. If your first bet wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Welcome back, friends and neighbors, Chiefs Kingdom around the world. This is Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day for free on every platform, far, wide, and elsewhere. You can start right here on YouTube where we'd ask you to like and sub and hit that bell so you find out what comes next. Those notifications go out every time we go live here on this channel. And then you head over. You get on Spotify, you get on Apple and any audio platform because we're free every day, everywhere, all the time. And you locos know that we appreciate you everydayers who don't miss a show. We put out five a week plus and we know that you guys are here to listen to them. You can also get just that smidge more of information that you're looking for on our text line at 816 357 8781 for all the insider info that you're looking for. We have a great show because this is where Super Bowl starts to turn around towards the Chiefs. How they got it done with defensive adjustments. We're going to talk about what they did to get it and set it up. The historic plays that led to a lead in this quarter. We'll hit that soon. But the biggest play of this on a play that is going to go down in history as as a resemblance of resurrecting the career of MVS, uh, at least taking the fandom's fire out from underneath him because the guy has played well in the postseason. And by scoring that touchdown from Patrick Mahomes, really lit up the fact that they're in this, they can go take this championship. The big thing for me, is MVS did the, the most basic part of that play in order to get that play done. And I think Chris would agree there's more to it than just the route that the wide receiver's running, and there's a lot to it on this one in particular. There is a lot to it. Uh, MVS ran a great route. I mean, he was exactly where he's supposed to be. He catches the ball. That's exactly what he's supposed to do. But the reality is, is the coverage was pulled away from him. And but he did exactly what he had to do. He got to the spot, was wide open, and Mahomes found him and hit him. And that changed the game. That changed what was going on in the game. And uh to that point, Kansas City hadn't had a lead. That was their first lead to the game, and it was a big momentum shift for the Chiefs. It, it certainly was. And this goes back to what we talked about uh on our, our last show in this series. And if you guys missed that, we've been breaking it down quarter by quarter, and we will culminate next week in the overtime period of what this Super Bowl was. And it started with Travis Kelsey's emotion. And it started with everything that he does to bring that out and, and to bring his, his excellence to the field. And that certainly is in play here as well. We always talk about the bells and whistles in this offense. A lot of it is Travis in his his walking motion just to see if he's going to get an adjustment. On this play, this is the definition of it paying off because the, the Niners defense starts in a too high shell. And they're looking to give you that, hey, we're taking away the deep, we're taking away the end line. Um, both the safeties are standing right on the two-yard line when this play begins. And it's Travis's uh, quick motion in and then right back out 
that really triggers the safety on that side to come flying down. And he literally has to widen his arc to get to Kelsey in order to avoid MVS. He specifically does not make contact and just comes hammering down to take away Kels because that's what his motion does is draw all the attention to him. And that's what this offense is designed to do. Yeah, and then you watch the throw from Mahomes, and all Mahomes had to do was lob it up just enough to get it over the linebacker, and there's nobody around MBS. Uh, and great design by Andy Reid to get it to to be able to do that. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it's the motion by Kelsey. It's uh, their fear of Travis Kelsey in that moment that caused that, that play to be so wide open. Uh, and it did shift the game, but it was shifted because the Chiefs got the ball and made the 49ers pay for a miscue the play before. Yeah, and, and that's what it always comes down to, is making sure that you're in position to take advantage of a mistake. And I, and I personally, watching this touchdown play again and again, just the, the fact that the intentionality was so clear to come down and try to impact Travis because they were expecting the little dump off, that they'd seen screens in the first half, and, and obviously Travis not having the, the half that he wanted. Uh, they, they were looking to throttle that immediately and to the point where Traveris Ward has, has what looks like uh, a deep third and his arms are up in the air because, hey, you, you just let a guy go completely free when I had this third covered. So it, it is the emotion of Travis and Travis's magnetism, uh, the gravity he keeps on the field that pulls that defender down. And MBS doesn't score without that. It, it all comes down no. to the play call itself, the play design itself. Yeah, and they're in a great position. I mean, they were in a situation where it's first down and they're in within the 20-yard line. So, I mean, they're in a great position to be able to get – sorry, they're at the 16. They're in a great position to be able to get a touchdown regardless. Uh, but, you know, the design and the way Andy Reid does his system and, and the other part of it is Andy Reid does so many things that this play looks like this play. And if you watch enough film, like you know the 49ers were doing, maybe you think that you see a motion from Travis Kelsey with this specific – formation and you think this is what they're going to do this is the play and you try to go blow that up and you pay for it this is the play i i like that attitude this is the play um there's a lot that goes into getting there and and like you said it had to be set up um in a way that probably no one saw coming um with, with a special team's um i don't know if you can call it a muff but certainly a mistake that hands the the chiefs the ball there but that all comes from different ways to get that job done. We're going to talk about how, how that play came to be and what forced that to happen. But biggest takeaway for me here is, is at the timing of this touchdown is just as they're accelerating. There's about two minutes left in the, the third quarter as they score this touchdown. And that just continues to take off into the fourth and what we eventually see in overtime. But how did they do that? How did they win the third quarter that's coming up next here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. This segment is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Every now and then, you got to get things off your chest. Certain things start to add up and give you some anxiety, some things that you want to deal with. And especially helpful is if you can talk to someone who's unbiased and, and doesn't have any skin in the game. So today, this is how I really feel about what is about to happen for the Kansas City Chiefs is a decision point. I don't want to have to choose between Chris Jones and Legereus Need. I want them to make it all good. I want to have the cake and eat it too and go for that three-peat 
And sometimes things just build up that you get a little bit frustrated. When you do, therapy can be something to help you. Therapy is a different process for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems to deal with in our favorite sports team and what's going to happen in the offseason. It's important to get things off your chest every once in a while and make sure that you're venting in a productive way. If you're thinking of starting therapy right now, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to fit your schedule and to be flexible. It's at betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. You can get all the information you need 24-7 all the time on Locked On Sports today. You go check that feed out. We're going to send you over there after this show is done. But I think you guys will really dig it. You'll get all the major sports news that you need, including a bunch of content from us, giving them the Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions. So enjoy that just a little bit extra. And we come back down to it's not just the biggest play that you have to get. It's how you get there. And in this particular quarter, in this particular Super Bowl, a really unique thing happened in that Harrison Bucker put a, a historic Super Bowl kick through the uprights. It took a lot to get him there, and it only barely topped a play from earlier in the game. And I know how much you you love the special teams. What does this signify for you, just the fact that no one's ever done this before? It's huge. I mean, he is – I know that everyone wants to say Justin Tucker is the best – kicker in the NFL, I wouldn't take Tucker over Harrison Bucker. I mean, look at the year he had. Look at what he was able to do. He missed two field goals the entire year. And I think you can argue one of them is, is a question because it was a deflated ball, but that's a whole other issue. He didn't miss a single extra point. He was perfect, just about as perfect as you could possibly be as a kicker. And, uh, you know, I also have to give credit to Tommy Townsend on that specific kick because it was a high snap. He had to go get it and get it down, and Butker was still able to put it through. Um, and trying to drive it from 57, I mean, that's that's a heck of a kick. It was reported before the game he made it from 69 yards. I mean, so we, we know he has the leg, and, and that's always something that we've known. But it's the fact that he keeps putting it pretty much down the middle in most scenarios where it doesn't look like it's going to be even close to either of the goalposts when he's kicking. That's the thing that's impressive the most to me. Um, because you know if as long as he kicks it cleanly and he usually does, it's going down the middle of the uprights and it's you know he's got the leg for it. Yeah, there's never any question, although it's funny because that one came off a little bit low and yeah. for for an unusual kick for a guy who can hit from 15 yards farther on, on occasion. Um, it, it certainly was great to, to see them get in the record books, not just for everything they're doing as a team, but uh, for him and what he went through with the foot injury, a little bit ago, and a lot of doubt around Kansas City. Having well, that longest field goal in Super Bowl history, I think that's a nice feather in his cap. And now I think he even has the most 50-yard field goals in playoff history. I think he has – I think he's number one at six. Uh, and, you know, for – obviously the Chiefs have been playing a ton of playoff games, and that's part of the reason why he's able to do that. But at the same time, it shows his consistency. And when you're talking about kicking it from 50, I know a lot of people want to say you're getting paid to kick the ball, and, and that's true. That's not an easy kick. There's a lot of no. pressure on you. And, you know, thankfully in a game like the Super Bowl, there's no wind. You don't have to worry about that. But most of those other kicks are in bad conditions. And don't forget the one they had last year that sent them to the Super Bowl against the Bengals that was from uh, close to 50 yards that was in cold. I mean, he's just been phenomenal for pretty much his entire year in Kansas City. Yeah, he his really entire has. career. Sorry. 
And this this play culminated um, a drive that I felt was really the start of something as they were starting to spin up and get going. Um, it started with an 11-yard uh, pass to Travis Kelsey. Again, picking up where he had left off earlier in the game. Run game was struggling a little bit, you know, three yards here, four yards there. But the big thing that broke loose was a, a play that I believe was designed to originally be either a little dump-off pass or maybe even a shovel based on, on the way that the players were moving uh, out to Noah Gray. And Mahomes drops back and sees the defender not only take Gray, but turn his back to him. They're in man coverage, exactly the look that they were looking for, and all Patrick has to do is, is run the keeper and take it up the field. 22 yards. And we, we always talk about the fact that he's the Chiefs' leading rusher in the postseason at this point. And chunks like that are what continue to let this happen. That play set up, in my opinion, a, a couple other plays in between, that field goal. And without that play, I don't think that field goal gets a chance of, of happening. And I would agree with you on that, but I also think I want to give a little bit of kudos to Rasheed Rice because one of the things you see on that play is Mahomes points to Rice and Rice turns right around and hits the guy that Mahomes is pointing at. Uh, I mean, you have to be willing to block no matter where you are on the field and what you're doing on the field. Uh, And to see a rookie do that, to understand exactly what his QB is telling him in that moment and not even thinking, just reacting. Uh, and I know that seems like a little bit like it's just a small issue. It's not. I mean, that, you know, he took that guy out. The guy that was going for him didn't have a chance to get to Mahomes. And uh, you don't want him taking any hits. So it's it's a good scenario to be in. No, I, I agree. Let's let's avoid the hits on the quarterback. That's to be the best way to go about your business. Uh, you'll never get any argument from me on that. But it brings me back to you got to have some exceptional plays. Uh, and they're starting to get going. At this point in the game, today's show is all about the third quarter, folks, and as as they're starting to pick up the speed, they're starting to get a taste of where they're going. This is the point where uh, this kick actually takes it uh, to a four-point game, a a single score, and I think that that is where they start to feel themselves and start to get going. It feeds into everything else that they do, but without those two plays, clearly the one that puts the points on the board – but even the completion to Kelsey and then this run, uh, something that I think most teams still don't expect Patrick to do, knowing that he's got Butker, he can take those chances. Because, you know, say he had uh, tried to throw the ball and, and he move it down, you have to be able to take the chance. And for Patrick in particular to, to have to take his chances, to take his shots and, and live a little bit farther out on the edge, part of that is knowing that he's got Butker's leg behind him. Yep. Yeah, and, I mean, look at how they got down to score that touchdown. Uh, I mean, it's not a muffed punt. The the punter, uh, you know, Townsend had a great punt. It knocks off a 49ers player, and Ray Ray McLeod tries to fall on it and or pick it up and run with it, actually, is what it looked like he tried to do. And it cost him. And it, you look at the game before when Kansas City was in a similar scenario, and it cost them a fumble against the Bills, I believe. Uh, I guess there was a couple games before. Um but, you know, Jalen Watson just fell on the ball. It's living in that moment, doing what you know and what you've been coached to do. And the Chiefs have been coached so many times over and over. This is what you do in this situation. This is what you do in this situation. This is what you do in this situation. That is how you win things is it's repetition and it's to where you don't have to think about it. You just react. And that is what I saw on the fumble recovery by Jalen Watson. He just dove on the ball. He's like, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm just going to get the ball back for us. 
Yeah, and, and that's what it comes down to. Now, how did they get to that play? That That's the big question. And it came from Steve Spagnuolo and the defensive adjustments that they went to playing more man. How did that work out and what did it lead to? That's what we're talking about next here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet right now on FanDuel. That's $150. If your bet wins, super straightforward and simple. Bet all your favorite NBA players with the teams that you're looking for, whether it's quick bets, same game parlays, exclusive props, and everything else under the sun. Just visit. FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on at FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA and the NFL. The Locked On Sports Today feed, 24-7, all the shows you want and the information that you need, including stuff from here on this channel where we're running down each quarter of Super Bowl 58. It comes down to this. In Spags, we trust. We talked about that a couple days ago. And it just continues to show because this is where I think it really started to dial up. We talked uh, what Jerry Sneed did in, in bringing some edge to it. We talked about uh, the Harrison Bucker kick and giving them that that sense that, yes, they're not only are they in it, but, but they're starting to take it over. The defense responds in by playing more man coverage, and stopping more pass plays, they come out after that kick, and they get a three and out. Yep. A single run for no gain, followed by an attempt to get the ball to Ayuk, who I think, honestly, they, the Niners were probably a little remiss in not trying to force the ball to him a little bit more, to tell you the truth. But that goes incomplete. Nice play by Mike Edwards there. And then McDuffie on Samuel again to set up that punt that then leads them back to the ball and eventually we'll get them into position for the offense to put the ball in the end zone. It's it's Spag's adjustments in letting the players be who they are and being aggressive about it. I thought that playing the first half was not just about feeling it out, but it was a little bit about a little bit of passivity in the zone defenses. And when they figured, hey, we got to step it up a notch, they they magically go to man and things start happening. Well, and one of the things that we talked about in yesterday's show was that halftime is so much longer in the Super Bowl than it is in other games. And that becomes a huge issue when you start talking about adjustments that you can make at halftime. And one of the things that I've seen multiple reports on Twitter and Spags talking about is that they decided, and the corner's talking about even afterwards, uh, Spags came to him and said at halftime or around halftime that they were going to be playing man the rest of the game or most of the rest of the game because uh, – they wanted to stop the run. And the only way to do that is to man up, not play zones, because when you're manning up, you're only using usually five people in your, uh, in your defense and manning up, and you're able to keep the rest of them going against the run. And that's exactly what they had to do. You have to have the people for the run fits to stop Christian McCaffrey because they were running the ball so long in the first half. And when you change to a man scheme and you have the corners and the safeties and even the linebackers to an extent, to be able to to guard the players that the 49ers have, uh, you got to feel pretty good about your chances. Yeah, it, it just helps you double down in that that edge that you bring to the defensive side, especially when you're in a, in a press man situation where you're, you're enjoying that contact when when you're 
trying to manipulate the routes they're trying to run based on contact, that that physicality feedback loop. I think that that plays over, not just the defense. Clearly, they upped their game, they made the plays, and they were able to, to start to shut down the Niners' offense. Well, a couple of drives later, after the the offense, the Chiefs' offense actually had a little bit of a faux pas, uh, it comes down to the fact that it's a defensive player playing with that edge that makes the recovery. Yep. Yeah, and the other thing that really sticks out to me is that one of the things we talked about going into the Super Bowl was how are the 49ers going to play offense? Are they going to continue to do what they've been doing all season, and are they going to continue with condensed splits? And generally speaking, they did. And not specifically on plays in the third quarter, but I think part of the third quarter going to man played into what happens in the fourth quarter in overtime with – the way that the condensed splits worked and the Chiefs being able to do different things that they wanted to do on defense. Because when you play such condensed splits, it allows you to send people that you're not going to realize are going to be coming. And that was a big play in the fourth quarter. But it all goes back to playing more man, playing more of that responsibility and understanding who's going to be where. And the craziest thing is, is you're you're doing it with some of the players that uh, weren't stars or of your defense most of the season. Yeah. You got to be in the right place at the right time, but you got to be ready to be in the right place at the right time. And that's what it comes down to. And I, and I know special teams, uh, you tell me what you think, but overall, the big the big plays were bigger than I felt they were for the Niners, uh, despite uh, you know a 55-yarder versus a 57-yarder, et cetera, et cetera. I, I felt like, especially through the first three quarters of this game, it was the special teams that kind of raised the level of the game overall that maybe we hadn't seen before this season. Yeah. And, and I think that special teams takes a, a big part in this game. Um, it's and it, it, with stuff we haven't talked about all the times that uh, Conley was down the field, tackling Richie James with no return. I mean, you know, kick coverage was huge on punts. I mean, that was, it wasn't really ever an issue. Um, both kickers were generally kicking out of the back of the end zone. So, that's not really an issue. You know, uh, there's a there's a play in the fourth quarter that we'll talk about, I'm sure, on the next show on tomorrow. But, you know, you look at the kicking game for the most part, both both kickers play pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. There's only one mistake in the game that you can really talk about when it comes to uh, the place kickers. I, you can argue that there were some bad punts by Townsend early on, but special teams really didn't play a huge factor uh, in the normal way that you would think. <laughs> there There were some big plays. But it wasn't in the normal, uh, you know, a missed field goal or or something like that. It was it was more of a, a different type of play, which was interesting. Yeah, and and to bookend, I think some big plays in this particular quarter, and get them riled up to end it this way with with that big fumble that then turns around and leads right back to the play that we highlighted in the first segment in, in that touchdown play. That's all ramping up going into the fourth where you need to get it done, and yet. In the fourth quarter, things are going to change, and you're still going to rely on those special teams. And I think that's probably the big takeaway is that 57-yarder and then this special team's recovery. That fed on what we're going to see coming up tomorrow. And that's true, And I w- but I would also say you go into this quarter, and it's 10-3 to 3 when you start the quarter, and the quarter ends 13-10. to 10. Like – you didn't allow a single point and mm-hmm. the chiefs defense had been phenomenal in the playoffs in the second half and especially in the fourth quarter. So going into the fourth quarter, you're set up going, 
we don't allow fourth quarter points. We haven't done that this whole postseason. That is the mindset that you're going to have going into that fourth quarter. And it's all built because you were able to keep them out of the end zone or keep them from even getting a field goal in the third. And if I had told most of the fan base or Tony Romo that through three quarters, this team is going to be about defense and special teams and being in position, they probably would have laughed because this is still a team that everyone thinks of as offense. How did the offense get going and how did they prepare themselves to get to overtime? That's coming up tomorrow. But in order to hear tomorrow, make sure that you're liked and subbed and signed up here on Spotify as well as YouTube, as well as Apple. You can download it 17 times if you want to because we're free and available on every single platform. So we appreciate you guys spending your time with us. Make sure you check out the text line at 816-357-8781. Check out Chiefs Corner as well as NFL 33 and Rogue APC and RGR Football. We have tons of content. We're going to continue this process, breaking down in detail the fourth quarter of Super Bowl 58 coming tomorrow before we get to the culmination in that crazy overtime period. We appreciate you guys being with us. This has been a lot of fun, and we're going to continue for you every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, part of this game and this show. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.